This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hey listener, this is Venice, and you're listening to Voice from the Underground, proud members of the Tangent Bound Network and the famous original podcast network. Welcome to the Underground. My favorite podcast. Check out TJ. Check out Big Ass. Check out Dust. My favorite podcast. Check one, two. Check one, two. Voice from the underground. Check one, two. Check one, two. Welcome to the underground. Voice from the underground. Welcome back again, ladies and gentlemen, to Voice from the Underground, the podcast. We are a gnarly spirited, super dope. And often mind-numbing juxtaposition of politics and pop culture coming straight from the underground and into your sexy earballs. Uh, he is not our host today. The king of the north! But I'm here, so aren't you happy that I'm here with you? Jason Dutch here with my main man, Big Hoss. What's happening, Big Hoss? What's going on? How y'all feeling? Big Hussein, how are you? I'm doing just fine. Uh, I have a feeling that we might have a phone call today. Oh, um, shit. I, my line has been ringing all day. Um, hope we'll, we'll have to see what happens. I don't know who's going to call, but it might be Santa Claus. It might be uh, Captain, what was his name? Uh, Jack Halloween from This Is Halloween. This Is Halloween. I don't even know what you're talking or about. Or it man. could be. Or it could be. Our guest, he is back. He was on the show a couple days ago, and he is back again. It's Mark Felipe. How's it my going? Own, my own pet name for you from Big Heads Media. Mark, what's happening? Not much. Jack Skellington. Jack Skellington. That's yeah, that's right. who you're thinking of. That's right. Halloween right around the corner. Um, there was some talk a few months ago, which was not in line with Halloween, about moving halloween to the weekends um as we're getting closer i i'm in favor of that it's any quick thought on that mark are you in favor of a trick-or-treating at least not halloween being moved to the weekend yeah well i have children and because i think (laughs) most parents are probably in favor of that It, it would make things a lot easier if if we did the halloween celebration on saturday uh, every yeah. year, I don't. I don't see a problem with it. You can celebrate Halloween whenever you want. Most of the parties, uh, the costume parties and things like that, the adult themed parties are on the weekend anyway. I don't have a problem with it, it being on the weekend. See, that's the thing. That's the thing is that you have like when Halloween falls in the middle of the week, you have the kids shit in the middle of the week, and then on the weekend you have the adult slutty shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a That's co- it. I'm a police officer. Halloween. Let's do Halloween today. <laughs> Let's do it right now. What the heck are we waiting for? I want Halloween right this moment. I'm with you. I think that it's 
it's one of those things where, you know, you, it never, well, first of all, Halloween never falls on a good day. Um, even on Saturdays, it's kind of a pain because that's my yard work day. And Sunday, of course, is football. So you're definitely not going to have trick-or-treating versus football. But, you know, I guess that I could sacrifice my yard work for a day or two and not get yelled at too much. But, but yeah, so we'll have to see if that pops up in the next couple of years or so. I doubt that it's actually going to go through. But, you know, at least people are thinking about shit and, and bringing up new and different ideas. So, um, okay, so we... Um, had an interesting thing that happened yesterday. First thing I want to start out the show with today is uh, yesterday, the Chicago Bears. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Okay. Come on. You guys aren't going to sing along with me? No. Nope. I'm a Lions fan. So. <laughs> What's like the Lions the, theme song? I root for the Bears, but uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not like that. Forward down the field. <laughs> That's the Lions. <laughs> Oh, that's that like the field, then, mm-hmm. then Calvin will be called with mm-hmm. not making a catch, and the Lions will lose again. <laughs> and somehow every day we think we're going to win, and then we end up losing. Give me the paper bag over my head. I'll tell you that that game that the Lions played on Sunday is they a microcosm. Yeah. yeah, is a microcosm of every everything that we've ever gone through as you, Lions fans you in just, one game. You, you're exactly right. You knew that they were going to lose. It was like something's going to happen mm-hmm. to fuck this up. Right. It's like there's just no... You're sitting there and you're like, man, they're really playing well. And like, they're, they're it could be 4-0, and but like, no. It's the it's the Chiefs. Something's going to give here. I mean, it's not like... It's not like the Chiefs are playing the Patriots where, of course, something will happen for the Patriots will win. It's the Lions playing the Chiefs, so something will happen that the Chiefs will win. And, of course... You know, they they win the game with, what, a matter of seconds left. It's just yep. got to suck for you yeah. guys. It's like over and over and over again, the same old thing. Well, I, I really so. think they're going to make the playoffs this year. Will they win a playoff game for the first time since 1991? Doubtful. But, but Has it been that long? God yes. Damn. They Jeez. beat the Dallas Cowboys in 1991 to advance to the NFC Championship game where they got Pretty much destroyed by the Washington Redskins, who won the Super Bowl that year. Oh, I, rem- I, yep, I remember that. I do, I do, I do. Well, good luck to the Lions this year. Um, but about the Chicago Bears. So yesterday's game, the Bears decided, as did a couple of other teams, to th- to don uh, some throwback jerseys. Now, the throwback jersey that the Bears wore, and this was first reported by Brag Brad Biggs, who is. Uh, a Twitter aficionado that um, that that tweets a lot of stuff about the Chicago Bears. He put, he posted something about this the day before, but left out the reason why the Bears were wearing the 1936 uniform. So I'm going to read an article here because I think this is really cool and really important, and something I think you can, in some way, attribute to um, the efforts of Colin Kaepernick and. Um, and and all of the the kneeling that took place in the NFL over the last two and a half seasons. Oh, it's or still so. taking place. So, is Kenny, it still taking place? Is somebody kneeling or no? Who's Kenny, kneeling? Kenny Stills and uh, somebody else. Oh, Kenny else Stills. That's right. Still that's kneeling. why he was. Yeah. Eric well, Reed still Stills kneels is, too. Kenny Stills is kneeling from the injured reserve list now, but unfortunately he got, he got hurt. How hurt. did he get hurt? I forgot. Uh, he was running. He he made a nice catch. Yep. Um, for his new team because Miami dumped him. Uh, I think it's they traded Houston. Him. He got, yeah, they, I think they it was traded Houston away they traded him to. 
Miami's doing a fire sale, though. They're tanking this year. Oh, yeah. And it's really weird. Well, we'll, we'll get back. Well, actually, it's really weird because Josh Rosen is their quarterback now. And he was, you know, just Miami just made a trade for Josh him. Josh Allen. He was the number. Josh Allen. No, Josh Rosen. Rosen. Allen is on Buffalo. Okay. I, I, um, I'm getting my sucky Joshes messed up. Yeah, they, they are sucky Joshes. <laughs> Hello, sucky Josh. You've been my fucking Oh, bad. I don't think so. Right. I'm my fucking you right now. Yeah, the Joshes are getting white quarterbacks look the same. (laughs) (laughs) And these guys have they have, and you know something, the the two Joshes have the same type of measurables too. I think they're both like six five Mm -hmm. and like two hundred something pounds, and can run a little bit, but they're not known as runners. Blah blah blah. Yeah, Josh Allen I think is better than Josh Rosen at this point, though. I think so, but um, but he still yeah. So anyways. Josh Rosen is in between a rock and a hard place because Josh Rosen's issue is is Miami is clearly hoping to get the number one pick to replace yes. Josh Rosen. Mm-hmm, pretty you know, much. So it's like Josh Rosen, all, every win he gets is going to be sort of frowned upon. But, but I don't know because Josh Rosen was, you know, an early pick. I forgot what number he was. He was, he was a, in the top 10. Um, just last year, before the, for the Arizona Cardinals, before they selected Kyler Murray with this year's pick, and then obviously he became expendable, and Miami got him for a song. Um, but Miami has a crap ton of first round picks next year. But anyway, back to um, back to the Bears, and this article is from the Sporting News, so I'm going to read this here, um, and I will put a link in the show notes to. These uniforms, which kind of look like the Michigan bad. Wolverines not, uniforms, the helmet bad, yeah. at least. Yeah. Or the Delaware um, Blue Hens. I don't know what the Delaware Blue Hens uniform looks like, but I'll See? definitely look that's where up. you messed up. <laughs> Joe Flacco As went is to the Delaware case. after trade after uh, Joe Flacco went to Delaware after mm-hmm. transferring oh, God, from Michigan. Mm, yeah, because Joe Flacco went there, I should definitely know about the fucking. You should school. fucking know. Put some <laughs> speck Absolutely. on his name. Yeah, put some respect on some, Joe Flacco's no, name. No, not respect. Speck. Put some speck oh, some on spec'd. his name. No, S P E C K, man. Speck. Speck. Oh, I, no, no T. <laughs> no T. Okay, well, I, I spec I need to read this damn article. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm as, tangenting you. I'm tangenting. I'm being tangenting. Oh, look at my African-American over here. <laughs> all right. So as is the case for all NFL throwback uniforms, look the Bears donned against the Vikings on Sunday was met with differing opinions. Some liked Chicago's ode to 1936, a year in which the Bears went 9-3. Others wondered why the team would deviate from its classic home threads. Well, it's a throwback uniform, you dopes. Regardless, at least the Bears preemptively address the elephant in the room when it comes to these throwback uniforms. In 1936, the NFL was segregated all white. To address that truth, the Bears last week dispatched its social justice committee which is nice to hear they have, which was formed last year and consists of tight end Trey Burton, defensive tackle Akeem Hicks, linebacker Danny Trevathan, and quarterbacks Mitchell Trubisky and Chase Daniel, plus team chairman George H. McCaskey. McCaskey says that was from a time when, unfortunately, African-Americans were not included on the Bears or other NFL rosters. Integration of the NFL and the Bears was too long in coming, but we're proud that this year's Bears will be the first African-Americans to wear these jerseys. Added Hicks, the importance of wearing this jersey goes way beyond this moment. 
wearing this jersey is a sign, a symbol for the people who came before us that weren't allowed to wear this jersey. And now on our shoulders is the opportunity to represent not only our culture, but our city and our team by wearing this jersey and being the first African-Americans to do so. So um, as our uh, the only African-American on this show. And hey, guy hey, who, hey, wait a minute. I, Hold on. I don't know if you care. If we did a twenty-three oh, on me and both of y'all, there might have some black in you. There might. You're, you're right. You're right. So my, my aunt. My aunt always claimed so. Oh. <laughs> oh. So there. <laughs> <laughs> now wait a minute. How did she say? There's a podcast for you. Okay, yeah. let's go. Did she, she say no, I had? I've did always, she say I've always, I got some black in me? Or she said I had some black in me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've always, I've always uh, wanted to do that. The twenty-three and me thing because uh, my aunts, my aunt had a great aunt so i guess my great great aunt and uh-huh. she she always said that she thought that she was the product of a, a biracial relationship and that my, my aunt is very tan she has very dark skin uh-huh. it, which is you know it's different she looks a lot like this aunt and who also had very dark skin and most of us in my family are fairly pale so i think she she thinks that you know that uh, we now, have that in now, there. May I ask, what is your what's your what's your heritage though? What what is your what is your ethnicity? Mostly Dutch, Dutch, and okay. a little oh, bit of too. English. Hence, hence the name, right? So you don't you don't you don't you don't know of any like uh, Sicilian or anything like that in your family? No, I would be. I don't think I, I've never heard of any kind of Italian or, or either or or even like Greek or any kind of Southern okay. European in our yeah, family. Yeah, because because a lot and a lot of people don't know this is that. Uh, Especially the lower lower Italy and Sicily and Greece got conquered by the Moors were basically. Oh, if people. you saw True Romance, you know it. Right. <laughs> so have you seen that movie? Yes, yes. I've seen it. Yes, that, that's right before Christopher Walken wax him. Mm. Oh, I, that it, shit it, was funny as it, hell. It is though. just. It is just. Dennis Hopper's line is just marred with racial slurs, but oh, uh, yes, but it it's is so bad. But, but I it just, is so it is. I'll see if I can pull that up. But uh, it was while, fucking true. Though. Everything he said was true. It's not yeah. like it, it was false. What he was he was just saying it in a very insulting manner. See, he well, didn't say it well, like I'm saying it. Like the the Moors conquered lots of Greece and lots of uh, southern Italy and Sicily, the island of Sicily especially. So yes. if you had some some Sicilian or Greek in you. You you might have you might have some black ancestry because the Moors ruled there for hundreds of years. Dennis Hopper not so polite with his language. Um, no, so I'm going to look for that clip, and while I'm doing that, give me your thoughts on not Mark's Aunt Elizabeth Warren, um, but <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, this the, the, these Bears uniforms, uh, the 1936 throwback uniforms. Um, what did you think of this movement? And you know, was it effective? I had I had mixed feelings at first about the, about the uniforms because of course I knew that um, there was that segregation back in the day, and I also knew right. that when they decided they were going to integrate, it was basically because the the they they created what happened was the blacks created their own league, and they were so good that people were kind of watching their game more than the the burgeoning National Football League or whatever. So mm-hmm. what had right. happened when they decided to integrate was it was basically a poach fest where when they decided to integrate the NFL, it was let's take the best players from the African League, the African, you know, the black league, basically diluting their product while strengthening mm-hmm. our own. 
but anyway, that that's why I had mixed mixed feelings. But mm-hmm. in the end, that's I was fair. That's I, fair. I was glad to see them wear it because, yeah, this is this is really cool to see them wearing something that you know they weren't quote unquote allowed to wear. You know what I mean? And uh, so, and and one of the reasons why they wanted to segregate and keep it segregated was they thought that the black players would be subject to on-field violence from uh you know the white players and that that would that would be kind of a, a a negative image on their league which of course it would be beating black people down on the field of play wouldn't be very sportsmanlike but that was one of the reasons why they they wanted to stay away from having black players that was the reasoning they gave so mm-hmm. it, it's 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 a lot of layers to it but uh, in the end, I felt I felt like yeah, it's it's cool. It's always cool to kind of do some shit that motherfuckers didn't want you to do. You know what I mean? And be like, ah, bitch. But you know, so I, I liked it for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, just kind of a stick a, a stick in the face of people because there are some people, that, you know, believe it or not, that's you know they still don't want blacks and whites playing together and stuff like that. So. Yeah, there's a few weirdos out there everywhere. Um, Mark, I'll get your take on it in one second. I just want to throw in this. I think that my thought on it was this. Like, if they would have come out with those uniforms without this preface, right, mm-hmm. um, there could have been some backlash to it if people – possibly. I, I don't know if people there paid that been, much attention. There would have been there, some backlash maybe, but I, don't, right. I, I think that what's crazy is this. A lot of people don't know their history. So they don't, right. they don't know. They could have mm, worn right. these and, and is, not said anything. And I think 75% of people wouldn't even know the difference. They were like, oh, they wear a throwback uniform today. That's cool. And, right. and also, a lot of people, you know, were, were talking about why. And I, I was pretty active on Twitter about this, uh, about, you know, oh, those uniforms are ugly. And I was like, well, it doesn't matter if they're ugly because here's a story. The, and then some the people are like, yes. Yeah. Yes, some yes, people yes. are like, screw that. That's not true. Of and course. I actually thought they were, I but, thought they weren't that bad, actually. No, the socks are horrible. Oh yeah, the socks suck. Yeah. Oh, I'm but, sorry. Wait a minute. Let's say it right. The stockings. No, the white socks suck. The stockings. No. <laughs> the stockings. <laughs> you, 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 I'm not. I'm going. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just bypass that bullshit that you just said about the white socks. <laughs> because guess who? Guess who's sitting at home with the socks today? Out of the playoffs is the the Cubs too. So. Well, that's because the Cubs blew it, of course. Um, but what I was where I was going though, uh, is that if. If Nike, this is, I think, what Nike should have done with the Betsy Ross flag shoes. I think that they should have come out and said, look, after Kaepernick said something to them, made them aware of what was going on, they should have said, look, we're going to release these shoes anywhere. Anyway, you're going to be the person who, um, you know, wears this and we're going to take this symbol back. I think it would have been a lot more effective than pulling the shoe because this way you can celebrate something and, and try to take back that symbolism that was ripped away from you by white supremacists. You know, um, you know, even though this particular instance of it wasn't recent, like the, you know, the the OK symbol or, right, or right, stuff right, like right. that. But mm-hmm. the but this was, you know, something that was marred by it. And it's not necessarily racist in and of itself, but it's perceived to be connected to racism. And that, you know, you have to. And like we talked about this before. Right. I never identified that symbol with racism. But once I was pointed out to it that it was. My anger is let's take that fucking symbol back because I'm tired of giving these assholes symbols. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the Bears handled this great at, in, in light of that because I would have loved to have seen the Betsy Ross shoe to be handled in that particular way mm-hmm. rather than the way that they did it. Um, 
Mark, your thoughts on these uniforms, and was there any symbolism with the Lions uniform? Because they've worn that one. It's pretty much, I like it, actually, just plain silver and blue. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the Lions, I believe the Lions uniform is from the 50s. After they had, or like, oh no, racism there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Although they right. had already integrated at that point, they were the second team after the Rams to uh, integrate in the in the NFL. Uh, I remember the Rams uh, sort of were pressured to integrate because they moved from they moved from Los or from Washington uh, to Los Angeles, and um, and they uh the Coliseum the new stadium that was being built for them was paid for with public funds and therefore you know like Plessy versus Ferguson and, and some things like that came into play and they were sort oh, of they okay. were sort of kind of you know pressured into integrating but the the Lions integrated uh Darn next. those public laws <laughs> but with the with the Chicago stuff so there are there are symbols of and it's funny because, uh, kind of like uh, Haas was saying, if you, you know, if you if you pay attention to history, I'm a huge fan of history. If you pay attention to history, or if you look around, you you start noticing things that, as a white person, you don't necessarily always notice because there are symbols of racism that are very prevalent in society still yep. that are just they're not even really thought of, like uh, Uncle Ben and Aunt Jemima. <laughs> you know, for for are they co- are they married? I've always wondered. <laughs> <laughs> stop that shit no, but, but, that but shit. that's they why weren't that's why to marry. they weren't allowed to right. marry. <laughs> right. How about that's, that? that's but that's why they replaced um that's why they replaced uh uh aunt jemima with a a more lively looking you know and not the with the sambo and right. actually that's from with a movie i forget what shit yeah i forget what movie that's from um where they they did that but um but anyway you were saying mark so yeah there are these symbols you know all over the place so i can certainly see how somebody may have you know reacted to the uniforms as you know this comes from a time when you know when the the league was completely segregated and black people weren't allowed to play and everything so i think it's i think it's very good that that one they have this commission i think it's also good that they got in front of things and, and like you said i think when you can take things like this back or or reconceptualize them sometimes you can't there are some things that are just so hate-filled or so tied to like the nazi right. flag yeah, or the, the swastika is just yeah it, exactly there are things like that that are so tied to hatred that you right. can't really take them back but things like like these uniforms I think, uh, you know, easily, easily can be uh, taken back and and repurposed and used as a symbol of, hey, you know, we we were denied for so long the ability to wear these uniforms. And now, you know, we are, you know, we're representing we we are using it as a symbol for how far we've come. We still got a long way to go, but, you right. know, we've it's certainly nice to stop and look back on progress that has been made. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, because, you know, the, in many ways. You know, the more things change, the more things have stayed, stayed the same. But in, in 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 many ways, there there has been a lot of progress made. And, and you know, I speak out a lot about injustices and things like that. But there there are a lot of things that are better now. So you know, that's that's always we we'll always want to tip your hat for that. So. Absolutely. So okay, I promised. Okay, so I have the true romance clip. Hopefully, I won't get a YouTube ad. <laughs> uh, when I play this, but the um, 
So if listener, if your ears are virgin and you don't like hearing white people say racial slurs, I can't. Uh, yes, disclaimer: I'm, I'm there are a lot of yeah, there are a lot there, of yes. um, racial slurs in the next mm-hmm. in the upcoming clip. If you're yeah. easily offended, you're on the wrong podcast in the first place. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's not say, a short clip. What? I'm not offended, so don't you be offended. How about that? No, this is this is not a short clip. So if you want to say hold your horses during this clip, uh, it's like four and a half minutes long. So definitely give me a hold your horses. We can throw that game into the mix here. Um, but this is one of the all time, I think, one of the all time classic scenes just for like just amazing acting and 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 dialogue because, you know, it's up there with um, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, Alec Baldwin's, you know, con- sales conversation mm-hmm. there. You know, there's just so many good ones, but this is always one that's resonated with me. So here it is. This is from True Romance, a great, great movie, big underrated movie as well. Here you go. Oh, by the way, this is Christopher Walken talking to Dennis Hopper. You know, Sicilians are great liars. Best in the world. I'm Sicilian. My father was the world heavyweight champion of Sicilian liars. From growing up with him, I learned the pantomime. There are 17 different things a guy can do when he lies to give himself away. Guy's got 17 pantomimes. Woman's got 20, guy's got 17. But if you know them, like you know your own face, they'd be lie detectors all to hell. Now, what we got here is a little game of show and tell. You don't want to show me nothing, but you tell me everything. I know you know where they are, so tell me. Hold your horses. Before I do some damage, you won't walk away from. Horses held. All right. I just want to say, fucking Christopher Walken, man, is one of the <laughs> best goddamn actors ever. What are you talking about? Ever. I, you know, you, you know some, I don't know if I you know this or not. I had to tell you. Uh, yeah. But you know what he used to do when he would uh, read for, when he would like read scripts and stuff? Mm-hmm. He would take the fucking punctuation marks out yep. and and just read it how he wanted huh. to read it. And that is one of the reasons he has that distinctive diction when he uh when he when he's you know he's acting so, in scenes and things like that. He so takes the punctuation out. I just so felt that's what that it is. I needed yeah. to do that. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> fucking great. It's great. I love it. I I, I just wanted to really pay respect because I feel like when we talk about the great actors of our time, we don't talk about Christopher Walken much, but God damn, he's a great actor. I mean, have you ever seen King of New York? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Deer Hunter? Yeah, he is a great actor. And man, shouts out to Christopher Walken, man. And I love how, I love how he's, how he uses his, his diction and keep taking that punctuation mark out every time you, you say something. That scene, that scene in Pulp Fiction, he, he, he steals, had like like a quarter of the movie with yeah. that, that one yeah. scene in Pulp Fiction. He had this, uh, this him and Harvey Keitel of yeah. metal up his ass, and <laughs> <laughs> so he takes the watch, and then he died <laughs> dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's it's amazing. He's amazing. I just wanted to hold my hold the horses and really give a shout out to the greatness of Christopher Walken, which is not spoken of enough. Think of a um a DC villain that he could play while we play this because I think there's so many oh. of them. But here, so here is the continuation. Could I uh, 
got one of those Chesterfields now. <laughs> Chesterfields. That's a cigarette, by the way. Yeah, 21 tobaccos no, no. make 20 wonderful smokes. Match. Oh, wait, no, no, I don't bother. I got Sicilian, huh? Sicilian. <laughs> you know, I read a lot, especially about things, about history. I find that shit fascinating. Here's a fact, I don't know whether you know or not. Well, Sicilians were spawned by niggas. Come again? <laughs> <laughs> it's a fact. You see, uh, Sicilians have uh, black blood pumping through their hearts. And, and no, if you, if, you, if you don't believe me, uh, you can look it up. Hundreds and hundreds of years ago, uh, you see, um, the Moors conquered Sicily. Yep. And the Moors are niggers. Yes. See, see, way shit. back then, uh, Sicilians were like uh, wops from northern Italy. Um, they all had blonde hair and blue eyes. But, uh, well, then the Moors moved in there and, uh, well, they changed the whole country. They did so much fucking <laughs> with Sicilian women. Huh? <laughs> That they changed the whole bloodline. They're coming. They're going to rape your women. They're right, going to right, 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 drugs. right, right. They're coming. It's an invasion, and we need to build the wall. Let's <laughs> add that in there. I'm forever. That's why blonde hair and blue eyes became black hair and dark skin. You know, it's absolutely amazing to me to think that to this day, hundreds of years later, that, uh, I love that the music in the background too. Yes. Still carry that nigga gene. Now this, <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm quoting history. It's written. It's a fact. It's written. I love this guy. No, <laughs> no. Your ancestors are niggas. Uh -huh. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For and your great, 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 great grandmother fucked a nigger. Oh, yeah. And she had a half nigger kid. Now, if that's a fact, tell me, am I lying? Mm. Mm. That was the that was the best part. Close your horses again. Your part, eggplant. <laughs> and then they shoot him. I love that fact. I love that he was like, tell me, am I lying? <laughs> that part, okay, that's the part that makes the whole scene. Because yes. he's like, he had just talked about how he could tell if people were lying. Right. And he knows he's dead. Right, yeah. because in this movie, right, he they, he knows that these mobsters are going to kill him. Right, oh, he knows he's yeah, done, he's and dead. he's going to protect his son. Right. So, because they're looking for Christian Slater, like, by the way, where is Christian Slater? No one 
has hey, seen him. He is chilling in many years. But um, <laughs> mark your thoughts on on that scene. Is that I mean, well, the reason I laughed actually so loudly is because I'm sitting here watching it, right? Right. And right, Christopher right. Walken's turning around and he's looking at his friends behind him, and he's like, "This guy," and he's like, uh, "Is any of this true?" Yeah, <laughs> so he, does, he doesn't know. That he doesn't know that it's true or not. Right. right, right. But then he thinks about it. He's like, wait, he ain't lying because or either that or I'm a bullshitter, one of the two. So, right. Um, but yeah, Mark, uh, what are your thoughts on that scene? So this is this is definitely a great scene, I think. And it, like you said, you know, it 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 perfectly sort of encapsulates uh, the character and it's written by Quentin Tarantino. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people know that Tony Scott, uh, the late Tony Scott directed it. Was the director, yeah. Yeah, actually, uh, so Tarantino wrote this and he wrote Reservoir Dogs and he said to Tony Scott, which one do you want to direct? He could do no wrong in the 90s, I'm telling you. (laughs) Yeah. Tarantino. Yeah. But he was like, he said to Tony Scott, you know, which one do you want? And Tony Scott thought that this one was a little bit more kind of mainstream, more up his alley. So this is uh, the one he chose. And it's definitely a great scene. Tarantino certainly knows how to write uh, dialogue. My, maybe my favorite uh, passage from that movie is when uh, when Christopher Walken is, uh, you know, saying, do you know who I am? And he says, uh, I'm the Antichrist. <laughs> Antichrist. Not, the he Antichrist. got me in a vendetta kind of mood. <laughs> Dude. Uh, but yeah, that that this We're the whole kill movie you is now. Right. It's like he's asking a yeah. question. <laughs> oh man, it's so. While we're on this, what's the best? What's your favorite Tarantino movie? Um, oh, um, it's got to be Pulp Fiction for me. I'm sorry, Pulp Fiction. Okay. Other than Pulp Fiction, what's your favorite Tarantino movie? Mine's Kill. probably, even including Pulp Fiction, mine's probably Inglorious Bastards. Really? Inglorious Bastards is really good. I want to see that new one he's got. I haven't had a chance to see it yet. Um, oh, Once Upon a Time. Once yeah, Once Upon a Time, time in Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But D- Django Unchained was great. I yes. have to tell you. I think it one flies one. under the radar a lot, but mm-hmm. Reservoir Dogs, to me, is just absolutely amazing. And he had... He had so he had so many movies back then. He, and right. Actually, Jackie Dust Brown's Dawn, really underrated Jackie too. Brown Jackie is Brown is underrated. Yes. No. It, now is I've heard r- rumors that um, Samuel Jackson is playing Jules Winfield under another alias in that movie, like after I, Pulp Fiction. I mean, like, I, su- t- I suppose it's know, possible. It's based it's on possible, a, a book. But- it's based on a book by Elmore Leonard, uh, Michigan's own Elmore Leonard. He he was he used to he used to live shameless uh, plug. Yeah, he used to live fa- fairly close to where I used to live. But uh, yeah, called Rum. I believe it's called Rum Punch. Uh, Elmore Leonard fit was a fantastic writer, and it's based on a novel by him. By him. So obviously, you know that character kind of predates Jules, but. I could also see, you know, Tarantino changed a few things around, you know, definitely made it his own. I could also see him uh, kind of, you know, telling or, you know, let's play it like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, it just, God, you just can't go wrong with Tarantino 90s movies. And I love and even I loved, uh, Kill Bill Part 2. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot those were his. Yeah. yeah. Kill Bill Part 2, because you know what? Esteban Viejo is the best. <laughs> he only had about three minutes in that, like five right. minutes in that movie, but he was, dude, he's like, I, I, I must warn you, I am susceptible to flattery. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what like, is his name? Robert Robert Carradine is just, yes. is that their actress? He's just 
sensational. David, Uma Thurman David is, Carradine. David Carradine, David right? Carradine, yeah. Robert yeah. Carradine's his brother from Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, yeah. I see. I, I juxtaposed my Carradine characters. The, the only part about that movie I didn't like is that there's no way she's beaten Lucy Liu in 10,000 ninjas. Oh, the crazy 88s? <laughs> yeah, the, cra- the oh, crazy man, that 8s was great, or 88s. Though. That was fucking it, great, was, though. I mean, just the gore is just off. I mean, it's just off the chain. You know, mm-hmm. it's obviously over sensationalized. But um, so see, I, I I suspend my disbelief with with a movie like that more than I to. do some of his other ones. Kind of like you do Billy Madison. You have to you have to just <laughs> right. Oh man! Because from but from what I've read, so in Quentin Tarantino's universe, there are movies that are supposed to be you know real life part of his universe, and then some of his movies exist as movies in the that universe, and I so like. Pulp Fiction is real world. Uh, Inglorious Bastards is real world. Reservoir Dogs is real world. Kill Bill is a movie yeah. within that real world. So you, it's like an extra layer of suspension right. of disbelief. Kind of like, uh, like that mm. uh, Death Car and... Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, God damn Death, it. Death Proof and Planet Terror. Yes. Which yeah. was good, too. They were both good, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were good, like, drive-in type movies, man. It was fucking great. Yeah, they're not they're not spoofable, but they're not. No, Tarantino's a fucking yeah. He's a he's a goddamn genius, though. You know what I love about Django Unchained too? By the way, that was also very over sensationalized. Very fucking good, though. It was very good. I love that. But what I love about about that movie is he's clearly so. You know, I know he takes a lot of heat sometimes for using uh, the N word more than any white director ever (laughs) has, but. But it's clear that he has a sensibility about his violence because in that movie, when there's violence being done against a black character, like the quote unquote Mandingo, or when Django's getting attacked, or or when uh, his uh, you know his his wife is getting attacked, right. it's handled very realistically, very somberly. You know, it has right. a, a, it has a very it has a weight to it. When the white people, the the, the racist white people in yeah. the movie, when they're getting attacked, it's the the woman getting sh- uh, shot with a shotgun and then just flying across the room. Yeah, complete yeah. It's cartoon like, violence. It's like right. the the most extreme violence they can think of for that and that's what he does so well is he takes so um i don't want to spoil anything about so i'll do it with uh with inglorious bastards so at the end of inglorious bastards uh i if you guys haven't seen it spoilers but oh, i've seen but, it i've seen it but it, you know this is the end of the movie so it turns out that it's an alternate history and you know uh, these guys come in they machine gun uh, Adolf Hitler and, and Eichmann and, and uh, you know all these guys to death and everything and it's very it's big over the top and everything but they turn Hitler you know and, and his high cabinet into a farce and when yes, you do right. that when you yes. do that you take all the power away from them and yeah. that's what he does so well so like in Django Unchained with these racist characters by making the, these deaths way over the top and everything he takes all the power away from them and yeah. and imbues it into the you know the uh the minority characters and the the people who are being repressed and that's right. one thing i think is because sort of overlooked like, like if you think about it like Django's like so super effective and Mm-hmm. cool and intelligent just like the anti-stereotype man like yeah the, absolutely he's like sure. the anti-stereotype yeah. of that 
of that the ideology of that time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's He's just a beautiful. serious version of I'm not going to remember his char- the character's name. Um, the 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 sheriff from Blazing Saddles. Oh my you know, god! In, in, yeah. in, a, in a in a way, you know, yeah. because like yeah. he's he another it, great except, movie too, though. Oh god! Mm-hmm. It, it, and Mel Brooks has said he will never remake that. He will never support a remake of that movie Hell because no. it's it, it's well, just can't make it's that too now. classic. <laughs> well, you know what? You could Tarantino uh, maybe could. Tarantino could. I think the, the the funny thing though is that yeah, that's Dennis Hopper's true. Dennis Hopper's scene that we just saw though is different. For, like he is using the racist terms in a way where he's you know putting down these guys who obviously feel like they're above right you know poc so it's mm-hmm. but he's but he's also sort of using the term because it, it's it's rational to think plausible to read that dennis hopper kind of also believes well, also they're below he's that using too, that so. term he's using that term to because it is at you know it is it's the, the end of his life well no he's using that term to them to say you know the you know, because they probably hate black people more than anything in this whole world, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's so he's using the term that they like to use to demean black people, and saying, you know what, you you talk so much shit about these people, but guess what, you have their genes and blood running right through your body. So mm-hmm. what the you know, and using that term like you know, not not you got black blood running through you. No, 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 no. I'm gonna use the term that you use most likely. To talk about, you, you realize you're talking about yourself. You know what I'm saying? You no, realize you're talking he, about yourself. Yeah, that's possible. That's good. I agree. That, that, He's definitely trying to get under their skin, and the, like everything yeah. Oh, yeah. about everything about how he's framing it you know these people fucked so much. You know, like yeah, and he they really did so much many fucking Sicilian women. <laughs> Right, and it's like so much fucking, and and it's like in in actuality. While he's pulling on the Chesterfield, that's so great. In actuality, all they (laughs) in actuality all they did was you know they they took over this region and then they had sex a normal amount for people back then. You know, I mean, just like right, you know, they in actuality it was just that's what they you know how they lived. They they you know they coupled with these people like people do. Like yeah. the French did with uh, with Native Americans and in you know uh, the New World and America here and, and you know like oh, people Spanish, do that's how you have you know that's exactly Me- Mexicans are Spanish and mestizos right so right. it's right yep. and the Moors the Moors had a little bit of France Maya's for a while Incas. too yep mm-hmm. exactly and that's just why that's why and you know it's just no it was just normal but the way he's framing it. Yeah, it's like, like they just like they went wild right. banging all these chicks, dude. <laughs> Those chicks yeah. couldn't get enough, dude. Your great great grandmama <laughs> loved just, it. They were feeding for the soul pole. <laughs> <laughs> they were eating collard greens and everything over there. And the um Jesus Christ, but your that, that, pizza comes from collard greens. How you like that? You know the um. The, so am I too far away removed from racist circles to know to get the eggplant reverence? I mean, I've never yes, heard that because, used in life. Really? Oh, other yeah, than that, that movie, I've never heard it used. And is what's that funny now? What's what's so funny now is that the eggplant emoji is for penis. Or, yeah, but it's you know, usually Nick. yeah. I've seen, yes, you're right. Yeah, but yeah, eggplant. That that's a definitely that's definitely a, an Italian term. An Italian uh, slur for black people oh, was okay. eggplant. Eggplant and muyan was was you know just you know that was used a lot. They I might know say that in the Godfather too. Yeah, I, I God, know I haven't seen the Godfather I, 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 in so long. I'm not, 
when I got when I got bused to integrate certain schools, I I I was going to school with a lot of Italians and Irish. So in Canaryville and and you know all that stuff. So that problem is so white it should go snowboarding. <laughs> all right, so Mark, uh, here's an invitation for you. Um, we're okay. going to invite you back, and we're going to have to do it on one of the movies. Like we did Crash last week, and actually have some a couple uh, listener comments about that. Um, the we've got a few movies that we want to talk about, uh, and, and I know I want to get Matt Delhauer back on here to talk about a couple of these. But we're talking about doing Zootopia. I think Django Unchained would mm-hmm. be a good one to do. I think yeah. Blazing Saddles would be a great one to do. You know, um, there, there's just so many movies that touch on do, race. You know what movie we got to do that? I don't know if you've seen it or not. We gotta do White Man's Burden. Oh, I oh, haven't yeah, seen that. Seen That's it. a really good. Yeah, with Harry Belafonte, uh, with Harry, yeah. Harry yeah. Belafonte and John Travolta. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a good. Yeah. So we're gonna listener. We're gonna start doing a lot more of this movie talk. Um, we're pr- at least gonna do one of these per month, uh, and we'll try to get a guest on for for most of them. But you know, how else can you juxtapose politics and pop culture without juxtaposing politics with? pop culture so um okay so i have a couple comments on last week's show on crash and actually it's interesting because this this listener uh tommy cly uh thank you tommy he's actually sent in a question before in the past i remember the name um he sent in a question and actually one of these questions was a question i was going to ask last week and i didn't get to it so i'm actually kind of happy because last week's show went so far over oh my Um, god yeah so Two questions for you guys on the crash episode. Great episode, by the way. Very much enjoyed it. Number one, what about the scene where Don Cheadle says, how did all of these amazing cultures talking about, uh, I think it was, he doesn't say what the cultures are, but I believe it's, it's, I believe what happens in this scene is that he's having sex with his partner and he tells his, his mother when she, when he answers the phone, which why you'd answer the phone during sex with a beautiful woman is beyond me, but he does it anyway. And he says to his mom, (laughs) he says to his mom, I can't talk right now. I'm having sex with a white woman. And then he's, she gets upset and he goes, well, I would have told her you were Mexican, except she would have got angry. And (laughs) she says to him, uh, she says to him that, uh, well, I'm not from El Salvador or I'm not Mexican. My mom is from El Salvador and my dad's from like Puerto Rico or something like that. And Don Cheeto looks at him and he's at her and he says, Really? Well, how is it that these amazingly diverse cultures all learn how to park their car on their lawn, right? So, <laughs> so, so these. So, uh, what about that scene? Number one. Actually, we'll break that down. And number two, um, do you think any of the characters changed at the end of the movie? So, I think what he means by that is: Do you think Matt Dillon had an epiphany? Do you think that the the Arab guy, obviously um, the shop owner? He uh, he says that the little girl who he shot, and by the way, that scene, oh my god, yeah, when she jumps in front of the the bullet with the invisible vest on, mm-hmm. that scene is like the the look on Michael Pena's face. He, Rips my I, I wouldn't heart characterize out, him as a great actor by any stretch. He's funny as shit, but right. boy, he really sold that one. Yeah. So talk about those two scenes, Mark. You said you've seen this movie, so we'll start with mm-hmm. you. Um, do, do you think that Matt Dillon and or any other character, maybe Sandra Bullock, it seemed like she might have changed at the end because she realized that. You know, her friends didn't give a shit about her. Um, what do you think? Who, who had the most likely... Let's say, let's do it this way. Who is most likely to have made a life change? So I think I think Sandra Bullock, in my mind, is probably the one that's most likely changed at least a little bit, at least a little bit by this. And I don't, I don't know if that's because 
Well, she changed uh, so much that she took in a, a, a black NFL player and right. to- <laughs> <laughs> But I don't I don't know if that's because of Sandra Bullock's acting or or if it's because that's what's on the page. Because there's not a lot a lot of these characters are fairly static throughout the movie. There's not a lot of arcing that I see from a movie where a lot of things happen. A lot of really life-changing events happen, but I don't see a ton of arc and I think that's on Well, it's cuz it's a, it's a, it's well, it's also it's a the movie takes place in like 36 hours. Yeah, well, yeah, so exactly. But I think I think p- part of what the movie is saying is that it's hard even with these these kind of monumental things that, that can happen to us. It's hard for people to to change at a certain point, at a certain point in life, that it's just hard to change the way you look at things. And so I think for that reason, I think a lot of them don't change much. I do think that Sandra Bullock probably has a, a bit of an arc. I think Matt Dillon probably does have a bit of an arc. Uh, he's got maybe... It's hard to say who's got the most to uh, to yeah. to go, you know, as far as as far as it goes. But uh, but yeah, and and then as far as the Don Cheadle scene, uh, it's you know it's humorous to me. But I mean, I'll profess my ignorance. I I you know if if uh, black people have a problem with with uh, Mexican people or things like that, no, I'm it's not more aware. like Mexican I'm not aware of it. More, more like it seems like a you know like I was just reading an article about the uh the amount of racism towards black people in mexico and i I, I, once again drawing on my own experience one of the one of the most scary things you can be doing is dating a latin woman and go to her house to pick her up (laughs) Hmm. okay Okay. interesting all right i'm just gonna leave it at that you go (laughs) into a predominantly hispanic neighborhood to pick up one of their most beautiful women from mm-hmm. the neighborhood let me tell you it's a problem yeah they, it's a problem. they, they use a word um i want i can't remember what it is like moreno or something like that where they it, it's like for for black people it's um but i think it's like a dark cow or something yeah. like that i forget what the what the i forget the, use, i forget but, the how you, i forget the word myself but you know, they. I they think just it's the guys the garden, though too. Garden, the, yeah, because the guys are so hyper. They're mad that the, they're 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 mad that the Latina women, you know, mm-hmm. will date outside their race. The white guys or or black guys, but it's worse. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah. With black guys for sure. Yeah, because it's like it's like that scene in Jungle Fever where the father's beating up Anna, Annabella Sciorra's mm-hmm. character, and he's like, "You could have chose a Jew or an Irishman or or something, but you chose a damn." Mm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, and he said it, mm-hmm. any, any, anything, anybody, but a, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of times that's true. I mean, drawn from my, once again, from my own experience, I've had women tell me that my, my dad said, you could, you, you could date anybody, but anybody, but that's, and that's the, that's the, the, the level to which we, we as a people have been, you know, successfully I will, I will, labeled I will as tell the worst. You. You know, I will tell you though, it it turns back because of I think it's more of a backlash thing. But I have dated black girls where their fathers are like, "Oh hell you yeah, you could be dating a white guy." You know, hell you yeah. could date you a Mexican with- or an Asian guy, but not a white guy. I have had that you, happen you're to me. With the enemy. You sleeping with the right? Enemy. That's I th- I think I I can't speak for them, but I think that that might be 
where that comes from. So just circling back to the question real quick sure. as we close this out. Yeah. Uh, who do you think had the most likelihood of change um, in, of all the characters in that film? Uh, I, I think I think that Sandra Bullock was Sandra Bullock's character probably was the the most because Sandra you know, Bullock. Okay. Yeah, I I think that you know, and I, I and I hate to have to agree with with someone because you know you want to get a differing angle, but I want to be honest and just I feel like she had the most chance of change because I feel like. Until the incident where she got robbed, she probably felt like she was one of those, you know, progressive white mm-hmm. folks that wasn't racist or didn't have those type of feelings. And now she's, you know, coming to grips with the feelings that she she didn't know that she had. You know, what I she mean? wasn't she wasn't overtly racist. She was obviously implicitly exactly. you know, racist she, in that movie. As Martin Luther but, King would say, she's one of those well-meaning whites. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and right. For, for, for me, it's. So Matt Dillon obviously is the one that you is set up to for that, but if you look at how that character was, he's just so deep in his bias. He's, that, he's deep. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe it subtled him a little bit, but like the look on his face when he's looking up at Thanny Newton and the gas is dripping there, and like then you know, and he he goes back for her, right? And now I don't know if he yeah. goes back for her because of her race or what he or to kind of forgive himself for what he did. To, to, well, you, you know, know something when he, when I he think, molested her, but you know something, I think he goes back to her because he's a cop, and I think at the end of it all, he's mm-hmm. there. You know what I'm saying? That's his duty, and I think he loved being That's a cop. True. And I and I yeah. think that you know when when I my feeling was when he went back was he's doing his duty as a police officer, as a sworn officer. You know, I don't think that he saw her as this black chick, and and he has to. Re- redeem himself or anything like that i just feel like he's he's doing his job you know what mm-hmm. i mean because i think that i think that he loved his job right that's a great that's a that's a good possibility because a lot of time we don't give cops credit for that right um right. especially and in I today's there, narrative there are a lot but, of cops who who do their job and there are a lot of cops who given the opportunity they they might be a little they might they might treat people of color differently than they treat non-poc but i think when it comes down to I got to do my job or not do my job. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Who's, it doesn't who matter. To, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, although where I was going, um, I think it's ludicrous. I think that, uh, because ludicrous is in the movie. Yes. Yeah. yeah <laughs> wow. be, because, well, because, okay. you know, at the end of the movie, when he lets the Cantonese folks out of the back of the van, and like freeze these people. Now he doesn't do anything. He gives the one guy forty bucks, says buy him food. There's nothing, not a lot. He just released what ten uh, people who were going to be sold in the human trafficking. So four for four at Wendy's. The general. The, the what? <laughs> so four for four. That's at a Wendy's four for four from Wendy's. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's actually a damn good deal. I love the four for four. But um, but you know, he he has that little smile on his face, and it's just like you know, okay, I I've done something. Good here, though. Something the, though, decent. It, it could also be Ryan Felipe, but you, you never know what well, that. Yeah, but Ryan Felipe. I, he 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 might. It would be a change for the bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, thank you for the question, Tommy Cly. So we had Tommy! one other Tommy. Hey, Tommy. He you know? my brother. So, um, we also had a uh, a question from now. I I had said that it was um that his his name was something and actually the guy has changed his name on on um podbean now it used to be something with i thought was an n in front of it 
Uh, now yeah. his name is YWDXM3. He might be on that uh, Takashi 69. He might be on He might Pro. be on that that <laughs> for sure. But the uh but but he had said to me he's like first of all my name was it it, the, it was a pi symbol not n. So I apologize for that. But what he asked me he said what did I oh, do okay. to get you know, uh, to get mistaken with someone else. Well, you didn't do anything to get mistaken with someone else because I just read a comment and you're, it happened to be that your picture was right next to it because of the way that the ad lined up on the, or the followers lined up on the page. And I looked to the right instead of to the left. So it had nothing to do with anything you did. Um, I just read, I just attributed the comment that I wrote, uh, that I read to the wrong listener. However, our friend here, also said that he listens, uh, he loves the show and he listens on the way to work uh, every Monday. So obviously he didn't do it this Monday because we're recording this on Monday, but perhaps you listened to Mar- the show with Mark and Imran from Jack and Nerd the other day. So thank you for listening to the show. We really, really appreciate it. Okay, so let's do this. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back with the humidor and then we'll talk impeachment. Hey, come back. From the underground. Hey, we're Renee and Adrian, and we are the, the Outlandish, Outlandish Historians. Historians. We're sisters, nerds, and lovers of all things history, except bell bottoms. Keep that in the past. Come hang out with us on the Dear World of History podcast, where we'll frolic through time as we chat and geek out over the good, the bad, and the downright ugly history of the world. We promise you don't have to be a licensed historian to travel through time with us. Maritime disasters? Check. Historical serial killers? Check. Glamorous and petty royals? Check and check. You can find us almost anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter at Dear Historians and Instagram at Outlandish Historians. So chug that drink me bottle and come on down the rabbit hole. It's going to be a wild ride. Get out! Everybody out! It's coming! It's coming! I can't believe the cheek of it! Absolutely ridiculous! Outrageous behavior! Scandalous! The audacity! This could be a life or death situation. Show me your bum! There's no money! There's no money left! It's all gone into Bitcoin! And the costing comes to play with your I am a real doctor. Hang on. Is this porn? No, 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 it's not porn, no, no. Jame of Thrones, Jim Appel, Jame on Toast, Jim Bob. What? In my opinion, there was a total lack of things being stuck up other things. The Comedy Geek Podcast. Search for Comedy Geek on your favorite podcast app. What's up, everybody? This is Mr. Throwback Thursday from the Mr. Throwback Thursday podcast, along with my co-host, Bill. Every Thursday, we bring you classic hip-hop. Classic. classic. You know, all the good stuff, the stuff that you forgot about, the golden age, pre-golden age, back to the original era. Each week, we bring you hip-hop headlines, so we let you know what's going on with your favorite artists from back in the day. We bring you Wu News. We dedicate an entire segment just to the Wu-Tang Clan every week. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. We 
bring you two records. One is a one and done. One is a record of the week. We give you an artist of the month. We give you all the classics. Classic. Classic. Come and check us out. Every week we're on iTunes, Stitcher, and at MrThrowbackThursday.com. And if you remember nothing else, always remember, new school stale, old school fresh. This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Welcome back to Voice from the Underground, the podcast. This is Jason Dutch back with Big Hoss, Big Hussein, and Mark Felipe from Big Heads Media and Massive Late Fee. And Michigan Sports, is that your other podcast, Mark? Uh, Well, yeah, it's a a wet... Yeah, the, my other podcast is Retro Late Fee, which is related to Massive Late Fee, but it's 25 years oh, ago. That's, that's right. That's right. That's right. And, I, uh, I was juxtaposing yeah. those two. <laughs> right. Yeah. Michigan Sports and Entertainment, for anyone in the Michigan area is uh, that's interested, it, you know, is a website that focuses written content on uh, professional and college sports in, in the Michigan area. All righty. Well, check out that shizzle. I'll put a link to that in the show notes for the one listener we probably have in Michigan. <laughs> well, wait, that would probably be Mark. Um, the, right. Well, we probably have a few because it's close to Chicago. So we get most of our listeners are in Illinois or California, uh, of course, because of course, because we're in <laughs> Illinois and Florida and um, California. Uh, so, listener, if you like this BS. Um, please support our Patreon if you want to spare us a couple of dollars a month. For just two bucks a month, you can help support please, this sir. voice of inclusion and diversity and help give Haas a new cigar to review every week. <laughs> you can do that by going to www.vfupodcast.yolasite.com. Or you can go straight to the Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash VFU podcast. And again, we do donate one third of our Patreon to charitable organizations every third month or once per quarter if you have business acumen. Uh, other than that, leave us a review on iTunes or where uh, I believe Stitcher. You can leave reviews there. Wherever you can leave reviews, we like reviews. Or hit that five stars, two stars, one star. We don't give a damn. Just give us some stars. All right. Every, the, it's the segment of the show uh, coming up next where everybody just loves it. But before we do that, um, there's going to be some slight changes to the format of this podcast coming up in the future because Mark is telling us, because of course he runs the network that we are on, uh, that we're going to start reading some stuff. Mark, tell us what we're going to be doing we um, shortly. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, in an effort to get everyone paid for all the, the hard work that they put in and keep this wonderful content free for, for all of you, uh, we are selling out a little bit and, uh, and getting <laughs> some, getting some advertisements. So, uh, in the next month or so, we should have advertisements. Now, we at Big Heads Media are committed to keeping this content as wait 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 the listener's mad he's saying wait am i gonna have to listen to a ad for the local college at the beginning of the podcast because i don't want to do that 
<laughs> no, no. The way we do things is because we don't we don't like canned ads. We don't like dynamic ads. Uh, we know you guys don't like them. So everything that will be done will be uh, live read from the hosts of any shows on Big Heads Media. That means that Jason, Haas, TJ, they'll be putting their own spin on it. They'll be making it part of the show. They'll be making it fun. You know, for those of you that, that listen to podcasts, you don't know, give us too much credit. <laughs> you know how interesting. Uh, you know they can. I'll make be using it, so. the voice of Daffy Duck. No, I'm just playing. there. You go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that that will probably be coming in the next month or so. There won't it won't be you know wall to wall commercials or anything like that. One or two ad spots, uh, you know, in an episode. And like I said, they'll be they'll be short. They'll be to the point, and they'll, they'll be in, in Jason and Haas and TJ's words. So there are going to be some great ads. So prepare. Okay. Too many minds blown. And if your sleep is not great. Try a Casper. Exactly. It's going to be Trump. <laughs> Trump doing every ad on this uh, show. Oh, he'll be there. And uh, if Good you evening, want America. to buy, if you want to try Dolly Madison. And we had the most beautiful piece of chocolate cake that you've ever seen. So you should buy Dolly Madison because it's the best. Dolly Madison not even around anymore. No. Zinger remains. I used by to hostess. fuck Zingers up. The God, new hostess ones are not as good as the old Dolly the Madison. Goddamn ones. yellow joints. Mm. I, yeah, those are t- those. Not the, God, not the coconut sh- joints. I didn't like the coconut ones, but the ones with the yellow, the yellow frosting on the top. Yeah, they're a sugar rush to me, though. Oh now. my god, they hurt my tongue. Ugh. That's how you know well, you had a good one. Oh, oh that's what she said. <laughs> Speaking of things on your tongue, uh, let's cue the music. Welcome to the humidor with Big Haas. Find out what Haas is puffing and drinking today. If you try his suggestion, and you die, that is natural selection, and the VFU podcast is not responsible for you being weak and sauce. Now, the one, the only, Big Haas. I'm not on drugs. Big Haas, what are you drinking? What are you smoking? And are you eating anything today on Haas's Humidor? All right. So, uh, yeah, I am smoking something. I am drinking something. And uh, I am eating something. I believe but, you've uh, met my fitness consigliere. <laughs> Not uh, Michelle. I love that so much. I love that so much. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm, actually, I'm actually smoking a local. Oh, because, okay. Because uh, this, cigar, this cigar manufacturer is actually... Um, Based out of Glendale Heights, Illinois. They have businesses in Glendale Heights, Illinois. Shocking. They do. Not just strip clubs and auto dealerships. <laughs> they do have those. Oh, well, yeah. Alfa Romeo is there, but other than that, I'm not sure anything else is. Um, they got like, you know, you're running a meal dealerships. And right. of course, your, your Sunrise Ultimo, Chevrolet. Your, Ult- your Ultimo Auto Sales or your, you know, Ryan's See, Exotics. Yeah, we're already <laughs> doing ad copy. See? <laughs> it's just not I like a good paid. local reference. <laughs> We're right. just not getting paid for it, so, <laughs> so now we'll get paid. Yeah. Give us our money, damn it. We'll hey, get $6 you know what? A month. CAO Cigars actually responded to, to one of my posts. Again? Oh, did you mm-hmm. did you put him on the spot and tell him where's no, our No, I shizzle? didn't. I started to say, hey, where's my goddamn care package? But I didn't say it. It's cool. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, today, <laughs> I'm smoking a local. This is, uh, I'm actually smoking a Don Rafa Cigars Mint. It's out of their sweets line. Did you say mint? Yes. Or, ooh. Yes. 
and it is so it's Don Ratha. Spell that for the listener. D O N R A F A. Don Rafa Cigars. It's from their sweets line. It's called the Mint. They've got a cherry cognac. They've got a chocolate mint. But this is just the mint, or I think that actually um, sounds good. It's very good. Another, I think another another word for it is another descri- description is the mint julep. And uh, all right, it's freaking good. It's really good. It's once again, it's one of those infused cigars. That's not overpoweringly infused. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, whoa, it's almost like a sugar rush like we were talking about with the Zingers. Right, it is right. really, it's more of a... Sugar rush from Wreck-It Ralph. It's more you didn't of get a, that reference? Come no, on. No, because you know what? I, I I don't even let my kids watch that shit. You don't watch Wreck-It Ralph? No. no. Oh, God. You're a terrible no, the parent. The kids are like, let's watch Wreck-It Ralph. I'm like, nope. I'm not watching that. Oh, I love that's okay. I, it's okay. I'm just, I'm just, you know, eh. But he's racist um, against white cartoon characters. Yeah, he's got on a freaking flannel in a, in, in a, um, and overall, <laughs> so you know he wouldn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> he's a progressive. But, Ralph's you know, a progressive. Okay, I'd like to believe that. <laughs> but it, it definitely has that 100% mint type taste to it. But it's like I said, it's not overpowering. So you is it almost mint or menth? Like M E N T H. M I N T. Okay, mint. so minty. Okay, cool. Yes, yeah. and um, you know, I have I have seen these. I actually met one of their reps when I was at a lounge in um, Aurora, and he was telling me about the cigars. And I was like, "Oh, if I see one, I'll pick one up." Blah blah blah. I had never gotten around to it, so I, I you know, I saw it and I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna try to see what it tastes like." And it's pretty good. It is. I'm. I'm this one is about six and a half by 54. So six and a half inch, almost a Churchill and uh, 54 uh, ring gauge, which is pretty, a pretty big ring gauge. Um, it's, it's on the milder side. It's not mild where it's like really, really milk toast. So it's like that medium mild. And uh, the, the mint. <laughs> I love when you say milk toast. <laughs> I like that. That's one of my, one of my favorite terms in the whole wide world. But uh, oh, I um, the silliest things make me laugh. Right, it's okay though. So now I I started off um, pairing this with Gentleman Jack, which is as if you've been watching, if you've been listening to the Humidor, you know that Gentleman Jack is one of my favorite drinks. But if you notice, also in the last few weeks, I hadn't been drinking too much Gentleman Jack. I've been drinking some other stuff, and this other stuff. It actually, it has jaded me. So I went back to the Gentleman Jack today. And, ah, uh, man, it's just, I can tell it's not as good. I can mm. tell it's not as good as the other drinks I've been drinking. And my palate has changed on that. You know what I'm saying? You got so spoiled. I got spoiled. Had, with You had your panky up too much. The, I had my panky up. I had the Hennessy <laughs> XO. I had the, the damn peach. I had the Cazadoras. I had the damn uh, Door County Cherry Vodka. You know, so right. I don't know, man. A whole I, I, myriad of yeah, fine even the, even the goddamn devil's cut, I like a little bit better. And you've been drinking that peach stuff, that peach crown, baby. Right, Ooh. and you know I can you eat a TJ. peach for hours, so you know I can drink one for two. Uh-huh. <laughs> pause. Pause, pause. No, 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 ain't no pause when it comes to eating peaches. <laughs> pause. So. 
I, I actually had to I had to steal one of my wife's drinks, and hopefully she ain't listening through the vents. But uh, you drinking the Jack, the Jack Daniels Country Cooler? No, or I'm, the Lynchburg I, Lemonade. I, I, I still have the I still have the gentleman Jack, but I cut it with one of my one of my wife's Diet Seven Ups, Diet Cherry Seven Ups. Uh, so I mean, it's, it's that's not so this, bad. It's giving the mint cigar a little bit of a um, the the sweet part of it is coming forward a little bit more because of that. And then now, um, when we had our break, I went and got some. I went and sliced up some green apple, actual green apples, and I'm eating those now. And I'm getting even a, a different type of flavoring from the cigar hmm. and the apple. So here, I would have thought you would have had a frango mint. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm trying. I, I kind of fell off the wagon on my nutrition, so I'm trying to get back on. And and I almost, I almost grab a bag. I almost grab ladies a bag and gentlemen. Of chips. Fat Haas will be here yeah, in a few yeah. weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no more. There's, I'm glad that lawnmower and seat is, is almost over because I can't look, mow the lawn my shirt off anymore. You'll be, uh, you'll be Ben Stiller from Dodgeball at the end. Yeah, yeah. Wit, <laughs> I'll be, I'll be wit from the end when he's eating the yeah. turkey leg or whatever the hell <laughs> and the ice cream. That was bullshit. We should have won. <laughs> but the apple is actually giving me. I'm here to date you, Kate. Right. I'm here to start our courtship. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> so I'm getting a. Uh, a little bit less of a sweet uh, from the apple because it's you know of course it's not as sweet as goddamn cherry seven up. So, Mark, do you see how seamlessly he goes back from my interruptings right yeah, back into the? I go right back. I don't. It's I don't, practice. I don't, yeah, it's it's right. amazing. <laughs> He'll do it again right but, now. So like when I do it naked, <laughs> when I do it naked, and that whoa, means whoa. No, pause. <laughs> pause. When I when I when I do it when I take a puff, when I say naked, that means I take a puff. And I've cleansed my palate, and it's no no drink, no food, no nothing, just just the cigar. You get the mint, you get a hint of coffee, you get some um that does like, sound good. Like roasted almonds mm-hmm. or something like that in it. And um the mint actually kind of rests on your lips a little bit, pause. Um <laughs> and leaves that little bit of almost a little tingle on your lips, pause. So <laughs> there's there, so basically I'm telling you this there's, there's three or four ways you can smoke this cigar and it's not bad for a 7.99 cigar. So what's I your rating? It, I give it a 4.18. A 4.18 on the Hasso meter. Get yes. a hold of that rep and get some garb from him, man. Get some gear uh and also we'll tag them on Twitter so let them know he's been tagged on the Twitters. Yeah, uh, if they have one, we'll have yeah, to I tagged them. I tagged them on the Instagram post too. Instagram the on, the, on the gram. You've been gram. tagged on the Twitters and on the gram. For sure, for sure. Cocaine this, is a hell of a drug. Exactly. I'll take a really gram. good cigar, and they got a bunch of they got a bunch of different flavors too. So I'm going to start sampling their different flavors because this one is pretty good. Well, there you go. There's a winner. It sounds like the guy did the good sales pitch. Got you to buy the shit, Mark. Um, ever cigar or no? Yeah, I do uh occasionally. I used to smoke I used to smoke Newports. Uh so Oh, me too. Um and you then are I part, you are part black. <laughs> you know, I guess I never thought about it, but yeah, I guess that's 
No, if he, <laughs> if he was, if he, yeah, was he's cools. only a little bit, he's only a little bit black because he had he had some cools yeah, or some whiskey. Right? <laughs> cools, you know what? Or some Here, benches, I, Benson and Hedges. Some I was going to say, oh. I did smoke Benson and, Benson and Hedges. I did. Oh, that's, I was just that's better than that. That's yes. way better than a twenty three and me. Okay, some, some bitches and hoes. That's what we used to call them. If you're if you're doing if you're a white guy doing cools or Newports or Benson and Hedges, you either are yeah, you a need tiny to, you little need to bit black and go ahead and or do your DNA or you're dating in that community, right? You're, right. No, that's that. The, believe me, the Benson and Hedges is way more accurate than anything twenty three and me can give. <laughs> that, that, it is absolute. But cool. Look, as an as a former Newport smoker. There is a big fucking difference between Newports and Cools. Those Cools oh, are freaking lung killers, dude. Those things are ridiculous. It's like <laughs> crystal lung for lunch. Who been putting Jeez. their Cools out on my carpet? This is Persia. <laughs> it's from Persia. <laughs> oh, but there's, uh, ladies and gentlemen, another successful. Haven't you people ever heard of Coasters? <laughs> well then you're a putch the three of you three putches which is hey, always true you know coming to america too is coming out yeah it's yeah we along, talked with, about that along the... with dolomite y'all know oh, i didn't dolomite. know that one. Oh yeah eddie murphy yeah yeah old eddie murphy's doing dolomite too no pootie tang <laughs> no pootie tang part two pause <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're gonna talk uh well another successful episode of the humidizzle brought to you by nothing Yet. For now, yeah. That's the key. Yeah, nothing yet. That's the key word. All right. So we talked about this a little bit the other day. Um, lots of craziness happening. Uh, I have the transcript here from the Trump conversation, <laughs> okay, with uh, Zelensky, the president of Ukraine. Smartest and idea he ever to release this. It, it, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, he's, he's so like, smart. don't worry. Don't worry. And, and in fact, um, don't worry at all because I am going to be innocent. There's nothing there. It was a great call. Everyone perfect. said. It was in fact, perfect. Um, hold on. Uh, Dutch, may I take the mic? Yes, Donald, you can have the mic. All right. Now, guys, I'm here and I'm going to read you this article in Trump because I am Trump. I actually really am Trump. I'm him. Everyone knows. Ask anyone, uh, except Rudy, because he'll end up screaming me over on Fox News. Uh, <laughs> Rudy. Congratulations, Mr. Zelensky, on a great victory. We all watched from the United States, and you did a terrific job. The way you came from behind somebody who wasn't given Pause. much of a chance. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> and you ended up winning easily. It's a fantastic achievement. Congratulations. You're absolutely right, Mr. President. What the we hell is achieving? What, what is it? What, what are you creating next? <laughs> we, we did win big, and we work hard for this. No, okay. <laughs> Don't do that anymore. <laughs> it's turning into a comedy oh routine. Oh my god! All right, so uh, we'll we'll skip forward in this. Actually, for the beginning is just a little bit of uh, you know they're they're yeah, yanking each other they're yanking each other off. So yeah, um, you're so great. No, you're so great. No, you're great. Pass so <laughs> yeah. Pause. So the president. It's very nice of you to say these nice things. I will say that we do a lot for Ukraine. We spend a lot of effort and a lot of time, much more than the European companies are doing, and they should be helping you more than they are. Germany does almost nothing for you. I love how he just throws people under the bus. All they do is talk, and I think it's something that you should really ask them about. When I was speaking to Angela Merkel, she talks Ukraine, but she doesn't do anything 
A lot of European countries are the same way, so I think it's something you want to look into. Look at the United States. It's been very, very good to the Ukraine. I wouldn't say that it's reciprocal necessarily because things are happening. They're not good, but the United States has been very good to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Zelensky says you're absolutely right, and 100%, 1,000%. Oh, just the pole smoking on this call is oh. absurd. The skin so floating. He goes on to thank the United States for and, and, and President Trump for his great support in the area of defense. We're ready to continue to cooperate for the next step. Specifically, we're almost there. We're ready to buy more javelins from the United States for defense purposes. I would like for you to do us a favor, though, because our country has been through a lot, and Ukraine knows a lot about it. I would like you to find out what happened with this whole situation with Ukraine. They say crowd strike. I guess you have one of your wealthy people, one of the ones I would like. Uh, they, you know, the server, they say Ukraine has it. There are a lot of things that went on, the whole situation. I think you're surrounding yourself with some, some of the same people. I would like to have you talk to the attorney general call or your people will call. And I would like you to call and get to the bottom of the call. And as you saw yesterday, all that <laughs> nonsense with a very poor performance by a man named Robert Mueller. An incompetent performance, but they say a lot of it started with Ukraine. Whatever you can do, it's very important if you do that, if possible. So I'm going to stop here for a second. Um, well, Zelensky actually responds to that by saying, yes, it's very important for me and everything you just mentioned earlier, uh, and it's important that we have future cooperation. Then he goes on to talk about how he's going to get all of his people because he's got a majority now in the Ukraine, and he's going to get all of his guys there um, and and help to get uh, whatever it is that Trump wants done. So, uh, Mark, I know you've been itching <laughs> to talk about this. So the part we've talked about thus thus far, mm-hmm. um, your, your thoughts on the first... I'm not going to read the whole thing because it'll take an hour, but, well, it's right. actually not that long. But... Um, but what are your thoughts? I mean, he's obviously talk. They're obviously talking about how great we are to them. We're talking about the military mm-hmm. funding, which was on a different call, by the way. Um, but um, what what are your thoughts on on what's going on here? So he mentions CrowdStrike, which is is interesting because it's a uh, you know that's part of the conspiracy theories that the president of the United States seems to love so much. I don't uh, do conspiracy theories. It's all it's it, it's you are fake news. It's true facts. It's true facts. Not all. Wait, wait Rudy, Rudy's here. Rudy's here. facts are only facts if they're if they're true or if they're not true. They're not facts. They just something. <laughs> But if you, you know, if you remember, uh, CrowdStrike is the the cybersecurity firm that looked into breaches of the DNC servers during the 2016 election. So I assume that's why he's bringing that up. Uh, he does say, I mean, it's pretty clear they they their big thing so far in this is one, which I guess we'll get to, that it's secondhand information like that matters, and two. Uh, that there's no quid pro quo. That's that's what Trump. That was the first thing he came out with. Uh, some of the of his mm-hmm. his people in Congress that bit bang the drum for him continue to mention no quid pro quo. I will say that for this to be an impeachable offense or for this to be, you know, something that could lead to an impeachment inquiry, there doesn't need to be a you know, A to B to C quid pro quo, where you need right. to do this for me, 
then I will give you this. It doesn't need to be that explicit. I don't think. Uh, And, and anyway, it's like privacy. That's, that's how I, that's how I equate this. Uh, There is no amendment in the constitution. There is nothing in the constitution that gives us citizens the right to privacy, but privacy is inherent in the document itself and inherent in the Bill of Rights. That's what most constitutional scholars will tell you, that the fact that it exists, you know, is, is sort of evidence of, you know, the government, even though it's not completely spelled out uh, in the document. It's the same thing with the quid pro quo here. It's not spelled out, but read the whole thing in context. It's there. When he right, says, right. we've been really good to you, I right. wouldn't say you've reciprocated, right. but can you do me a favor? You know, do us a favor, Dude, though. It's you, so, and he's also it's saying, so hey, nobody else is helping you but us. Exactly. Right. And the Ukraine's in a, in, a, in a bad spot in this situation. And Zelensky, uh, you know, is in a bad spot as well because they need... You know, with with everything that's going on with Russia and Crimea, they need that military aid. They need that equipment. They need to be able to stand up against uh, Russian soldiers if it comes down to it. And Zelensky's in a that's and that's why he's kissing up so hard. Not maybe not necessarily because he loves Trump, but he needs him to be on his side so that he continues to give aid to the Ukraine. And if he gets impeached. You know, he's got to he's got to cozy up to the Democrats, too, thinking that in 2020, you know, Trump might be out. There might be a Democrat in. he you know, they need a relationship with the United States. So he's he's really in a bad place right now because he's got to kind of play both sides uh, because of everything that's like I said, with Crimea and Russia and and the Ukraine and the situation uh, as it is over there. You know, they absolutely need us. So it's a really bad position for him to be in. Haas, why does he think that... Okay, so I I want your comment on this. Sure. In a second, Trump is going to talk about how Rudy Giuliani is very highly respected. (laughs) Great man. Um, But in what reality is Rudy Giuliani highly respected? I'm just wondering, do you you view him as a highly respectable individual? I think that in Trump's world... He's his 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 mindset is if I respect you, you're highly respected by everybody then because I'm the Donald. Mm-hmm. And if I like you, then everybody must like you, because in my mind, every I am, the, I am the the pulse of the universe. You know what I'm saying? So if 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 he feels like if you're if you're in on his good side, then you're on everybody's good side because everybody loves Everybody loves him he, in his mind. The, the part that jumps out to me about this, and I totally agree with that, because he, th- th- so there's a couple of things, and I'll, I'll read a little bit more of this in a second, but, or Trump will read it himself. Um, number one, he says a very, there was a whole nonsense with a very poor performance by a man named Robert Mueller. <laughs> okay, so even Trump acknowledges that it's a poor performance because guess what? He didn't get charged with a crime, and he right. knew that he should have been charged with a freaking crime. I don't see mm-hmm. how else you could plausibly read that. Mm-hmm. And also, he's he says, when he's talking about the whistleblower, and this was caught on tape, yes. he says, 
you know, he, he starts talking. Basically, snitches get stitches. He wants to know who this guy right. is who's 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 mm-hmm. telling who's this who's the snitch. I want to know who the snitch is. Yep. Well, guess what? A snitch is someone who talks to the police about something that actually happened. Right. So right. why would you use the word snitch? Right. You know, if you're or even imply snitch for right. that matter. Because you I should mean, have said if, it's if somebody, a liar. If somebody is lying on you, if somebody is lying and misrepresenting you, you say you don't say who snitched on me. You say who the hell is lying on me? Right. Not who snitched. Snitched me. Right. I did this, and you weren't supposed to tell you, motherfucker. Haas, you cheated on your wife. <laughs> right. And don't I put told. that in the universe. But anyway, go ahead. Right. You cheated on your wife. <laughs> okay. During the break of the podcast, you went. You drove. You know, because we were on break for. Five minutes. So you had time to drive to downtown Chicago and, and cheat on your wife, right? So during that time, I don't know if I drive that completely far. unbelievable. With a Mexican, <laughs> right? With a Mexican, right? So you know why that's funny. You know, you want to know why that's funny? Because my wife teaches Zumba, and I always say that she's gonna leave me for some dude named Rigoberto or something like that. <laughs> well, careful what you wish for. Um, but so It'll be after I, I'm in a wheelchair. I call her and I say, "Look, oh boy." Hassan is over. Uh, yeah, Roberta's I saw house. it on. I saw it on Zoom. Right, Mark saw it on Zoom. Why the fuck would I put that? Anyway, go ahead. But you did. But <laughs> so then. Okay, go ahead. Go so ahead, now go I'm ahead. completely lying right now. Right. I'm completely lying because there's no way you could have gotten to Chicago. I just maybe think your wife's attractive, and I, you know, whatever. Right. So when yeah. you talk to your wife, you're gonna say, "Man, Dutch, he snitched on me." Right. That's what you're gonna say. No way. No, Dutch why, is a wait, lying wait, wait, motherfucker, wait, wait. and I'm wait, about to get a plane ticket. Why wouldn't you say ticket. that? Why wouldn't you say that? I told because them. Because you're huh? lying. No, 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 no. No, the right wing says snitch means tell a lie. No, lie means tell a lie. Fuck out of here. Oh, you're right. You know what? Facts don't care about your fucking feelings. So right. the word, if you're going to use terminology that says this is true and I'm mad because someone told on me about it, right. that's completely different than saying you're making up false stories. Right. The, and, and then he says, like I said, Robert Mueller had an incompetent performance. You're damn right it was incompetent. And the only reason you're still weren't impeached, that you weren't impeached three months ago was because he said that the, a, a sitting president cannot be uh prosecuted so basically right. what ends up happening here in a nutshell is well, actually i'm talking a lot mark you you're familiar with this too you've read the report twice i've only read it once tell us a little bit more about the the latter parts of this call and the parts that trouble you because i'm tired of talking so the the, the i mean the most troubling part other than when he introduces the the idea of asking for a favor which we read uh, you know, then he goes on to talk about uh, Biden and Biden's son, Hunter Biden, and you how should very much investigate him. It's very crazy. He's bragging how the prosecutor was pulled off the case. And it was a real he was shame. A very nice guy. Very good yep. prosecutor. Yeah, exactly. And, and those are the to me, that's the that's the substance of, of the call. Uh, most of the rest of it is just, you know, at the end, uh, you hang up first. No, you hang up first. You know, uh, you, you sleep. You sleep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but m- most does of the Putin, rest. Does Putin know we're talking? I don't want to know. <laughs> but most of the rest of it is just kind of pleasantries between the two of them. That's the that's the meat of it right there. I got to go. And, Kim Jong-un is on the other line. And that's that's the problem is that Trump seems to think that this is okay. 
you know, obviously he must because he released this call, which he yeah, thinks like this is, is going, going to, to exonerate him. Yeah. What well, the you fuck, know, dude? you know why? I was a really good student at the best school. <laughs> I'm not like a smart guy. Okay. That's he like has saying, no understanding. That's like saying, hey, yeah, go ahead, girl. Go ahead. Go through my phone. Here you go. Right. And you know you you know you did some shit. Yeah, and the nudie pics are like, and you even left the nudie pics up. Right. You didn't even take them down. What okay, you Mark, do go is ahead. Go to the secret file and uh, <laughs> here's the password to my to my locked files. Right. When you go beyond this to the whistleblower complaint, so uh, like I said, you know the big the big thing with that is they you know they've said that it's it's secondhand information. It doesn't really matter because. This this person, whoever he is or or she is, compiled this information from firsthand sources. People listening to which I mean it is secondhand information, but people listening to the calls, they they uh, you know kind of listed everything out, and there you can compare the facts written in the whistleblower complaint to what we already know. Things uh, the the transcript uh, you know that was that was released. The fact that. They moved this call from uh, storage in the normal, you know, electronic files where it would be, you know, kept for presidential record until it goes into the archives or whatever. They moved it to a uh, secure to area 51. Yeah, they moved it right, to a, sec- right. a secure thing, uh, a secure server meant for a highly classified information. That's all in the whistleblower complaint. And all of that. Has That's either in there been with Hoffa's body, the, <laughs> the aliens, Kennedy assassination, all that. So it's all in the same coffer. You got it. But but all that's been corroborated co- either by the White House directly or right, right. or by you know uh, you know other people uh, with knowledge of the uh, you know of the incident and everything. Most of it just directly from the White House. So when everything in the report has been corroborated, then it really doesn't matter that it's a, it's it's basically a compiling. Of, of, you know, these firsthand reports. And I would assume that after they, the Congress speaks to the whistleblower, that they'll, they'll also speak to the people, you know, who listened in on this, on this call and everything who had, uh, firsthand knowledge of the call. And the other thing that's disturbing about the whistleblower complaint is this call took place on the 25th of July. The day after. The, the whistleblower report was filed in August and the whistleblower says, that they've been hearing things from people, you know, in the the security team for for the last four months, which is, right. goes right. back to April. Uh, which yeah. which, the which shocking thing is he, yeah, he didn't even wait till after the the Mueller report was just barely over, and he decided yep. to get himself into more trouble. I mean, what it, was it a matter of, of it was course, a couple of days? Because he, you know, it's a witch hunt. It's baseless. I can do what I want. <laughs> he thinks that the presidency is a monarchy. Yeah. That's what he's he never been. He's never been punished for anything in his life. So what? Yeah. Why do you think that he hasn't been punished for the wrongdoing that he's done as president? So why do it just you continue to embolden him? You can di- continue to validate him by not saying, "Dude, you ain't supposed to do this shit," and we're gonna censure you at least. You know. I love yeah. I love how he I love how in 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 this um, transcript and it's not really a transcript I guess but uh, it says that uh, Trump is talking about how he has many many Ukrainian friends <laughs> and then and Zelensky responds by saying I also have quite a few Ukrainian friends in the United <laughs> States and then says don't worry 
when I was there last, I stayed at a Trump hotel. Oh, yeah. So he's like using that to say say how much he loves it. I mean, this is just like a total. I mean, this is almost like Match.com. These guys are. Mm -hmm. Well, you know that 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 line we used to play about Kim Jong-un. He wrote me beautiful letters. (laughs) He fell in love. They're in big trouble right now because Trump's cheating on him with this guy. It's like, and and here's the other thing that irritates me. Well, not irritates me. It just makes me laugh. Rudy Giuliani, talking about the whistleblower, he goes on Laura Ingram's show, and Laura Ingram is clearly trying to say that there is beef between him and Pompeo and that it's fake beef because it's by some writer at the New York Times that he doesn't know, that nobody's ever heard of, and somehow she has this amazing news, and he's like, tell us, and she says, tell us, Rudy, about you and Pompeo, is there really beef there? And he goes, well, I don't know. But what's really important is that I'm the actual whistleblower. I'm the one who's blown the whistle and uncovered this major corruption. And, you know, and he starts talking about how he has 15 documented instances of talk of, of basically on the president's orders intervening on and, and trying to establish some sort of commun- line of communication. Now, it's hard to say exactly what all of those are because those haven't mm-hmm. been released yet. But you know, why would you send your personal attorney and not a member of the United States government, even if mm-hmm. it's somebody corrupt like Barr or Pompeo or whatever? Right. You know, it, why are you sending them, number one? But number two, this is not to exonerate Joe Biden in any way. If something is wrong with Joe, if Joe Biden did something, he would, he should certainly be punished for it. I, oh, I, great. Yeah. I, this is not to say that Joe Biden should get away with a damn thing. No, not at all. But, but the thing that I want to shift to here real quick here is why the fuck is Nancy Pelosi putting... Democrats in charge of this impeachment inquiry that have clearly said in the past, like Representative Neal, that they will that they are not interested in Trump's tax returns, that they're not interested in opening investigations on Trump. Mm. It seems to me like the like Nancy Pelosi is not really on board with this. Um, oh, clearly not. It, it's it it's like she. First of all, we know Nancy Pelosi is corrupt. Why do I know she's corrupt? Because I know she's corrupt because she's getting money from gun lobbyists. She's mm-hmm. getting money from healthcare. She's getting money from banks. Her, Feinstein, you know, most of the, probably Schumer too. Of course, these guys are corrupt. These are establishment, disconnected Democrats. They're just like Hillary Clinton. They're the reason why we lost this election. Correct. But, but they're, you know, and I'm not a hugest fan of like AOC and the, I, I disagree with some stuff that they do too. But they're the only ones right now who I think I can take with a grain of salt because everybody else is fucking corrupt. Well, let me tell you why Nancy Pelosi doesn't want to do this. And and I'll, I'll I don't know I might uh, I might go on for a second here, but go ahead. this is this is why you can't compare this to Andrew Johnson or or Nixon or, or Bill Clinton. So whenever there's an impeachment, there are two questions that need to be asked. One is the constitutional question. Did the president violate either some law or, or some practice that is an impeachable offense? And then there's the political question. Can the president be removed? Is there a political will for the president to be removed? Those are the qu- two questions you have to ask. And in each one of these instances... The answer is different. So with like Andrew Johnson, he was removed because of the the Tenure of Office Act, uh, where Congress passed a law that said he couldn't he couldn't remove members of his cabinet without congressional approval, basically for a replacement, which turns out you know is probably unconstitutional, and, and you know was right. struck it was struck down as unconstitutional. So he was impeached because of that. So 
uh, constitutionally, should he have been impeached? I mean, he was a horrible racist, and I don't agree with the, with right. his policies, at, at, you know, as president at all. But should he have been impeached for that? Probably not. Could he have been removed? Well, he only survived by one vote. Now, most people will tell you it was sort of uh, because there was a lot of uh, will, you know, pu- pu- public will for him to get removed from office. That it was sort of engineered to be as close as it was, and indeed the the person that cast yeah, the, deci- that. the yeah the person that cast the deciding vote to keep him you know in office lost their their reelection bid. So there might be some some merit to that, but let's say you know it was possible, especially with all that public uh, sentiment, that he might have gotten that he might have gotten removed from office for you know something that he probably shouldn't have. So that's that's one instance. Then we go to Nixon. A constitutional question. Did Nixon do enough to get impeached? Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Could he, could he, would he have been removed from office had he not resigned? Absolutely. Which is why, you know, and uh, which is why it was so effective when Barry Goldwater and the rest of the Republicans marched over to uh, the White House and said, Mr. President, you've lost. Don't destroy the party. Resign. And, and he actually did. And then we have Clinton. Uh, you know, constitutionally, what he did. Uh, the perjury and things like that. Was it an impeachable offense? Uh, you know, it's, it's debatable. I suppose. It, right. It's debatable, I suppose. But considering the fact that, that Kenneth Starr was never really acting under complete authority and he was, uh, you know, he was uh, empowered to search for, you know, a different matter uh, completely than the Monica Lewinsky thing. I would say probably not. And was he going to be impeached? What you know, the the uh, the political question? Absolutely not. So it made the whole thing a farce, and Republicans lost seats. N- Nancy Pelosi is afraid that Trump fits into that category, the Clinton category. That this that that she knows that he will never be removed from office. That the political question is no. There's two. There's there is. So much tribalism now that the Republicans will ne- in, in the Senate will never vote him out of office, of and she's afraid. And she's afraid that that's going to that that failure is going to lose them seats. That's why she doesn't want to do it. However, I is think that, she's wrong. Is that I logical? Do you, do you guys? Okay, I, that's where I want to ask. Do you guys? What do you guys think of that? Do you think there's there's meat on that bone? Haas? I don't. That, the 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 narrative that. Not- that impeachment will work against um, Trump because, or work against Democrats, because it is true that Clinton's numbers sort of, you know, his, his, the polling on Clinton and the, you know, the satisfaction of his job in the, in office did go up shortly after the impeachment hearings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Al Gore almost, well, kind of did win the presidency that depending on a, other than a Supreme court ruling probably would yeah. have been president. Right. So, you know, you, you can make uh, a I think that argument. I think that I think that that's an argument if the if the context is the same. You know, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people were like it's head, dude. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's why they said he was the first black president, which I is another that, trope, and, right? And which is fucking bullshit, but go ahead. Anyway, mm-hmm. my thing is you know, Clinton you, you you get impeached for lying about getting some getting some dome from a chick. You marry. If you got dome from a chick and you in a position like that, you probably gonna say, No, I ain't doing that with that girl. 
you know? But that's not a national security risk. Now, if she had turned out to be a Russian spy and she was pumping him for information, I'm sorry, sucking him for information. <laughs> uh, Suck the information right out of then him. Then that would, that would, that would, you know, end up right being under her blue dress. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If she was getting microfiche and stuff like that or whatever. Oh, God. Clinton, you're dating. Was, having his, Clinton was having his own humidor. You're dating yourself. Oh, he was. I'm just, that's right. I'm just saying. <laughs> You know, he this was, humidor is sponsored by yeah. the Clinton White House, <laughs> he the Clinton Lewin, Foundation. The infused. <laughs> he definitely has some humidity somewhere on his body. <laughs> and, and on this podcast, we have never defended any Clinton. No, Just not for at For the all. record, we are not, not a pro-Clinton podcast. Though I, I have better feelings about Bill Clinton now than I did during, because turns out he did do some some positive things. Hillary, some, on the other hand, he did some great things. He did some bad things, but yep, yeah, that's humanity in itself. There's there's good things and bad things you're gonna do no matter what your position in life is. And in fact, I one feel. of the reasons why it's hard for legal illegal immigrants here to get citizenship is because of Clinton. Mm-hmm. You know, so oh, yeah. that's just a fact. It's an inconvenient fact, but it is actually right. true. But I just I feel like what 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 are what uh the man that's in the in the in the in the White House is doing. Is something totally on a different stratosphere than what Clinton did. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it is and, definitely Nixon esque, but even worse than Nixon, because at least Nixon was a spine on his own. His, you know, what I'm saying it's like Nixon was doing some bad shit, but he wasn't entertaining foreign agents to do so. Right, and well, they're and right. they're kind of doing the same thing. They're just trying to protect protect their own careers. See, now if if Trump would have gone on this call and said, you know what? Um, you know, we're, we're going to do some things for you, but we want your help with like some tax relief or, you know, some tariff relief or, you know, something that would help the U S economy or possibly Mm -hmm. benefit the United States military or something of that nature. That's one thing. But as soon as he brought Biden into it, to me, it becomes a big problem because of the fact that there is an obvious personal gain there, because I believe Trump thinks that Biden is a super huge risk to his uh, reelection and that he will do anything he can to get Joe Biden out because Trump thinks he will lose to Biden but does not believe he will lose to the rest. That has right. to be what... Now, I, I'm not pretend that I'm 100% accurate here, but there is a very, very strong, plausible read here that that is his line of thinking because Biden is really the one that he attacks the most. He might say something about Bernie or Elizabeth Warren every once and again, but usually it's Sleepy Joe. Sleepy mm-hmm. Joe, he's forgetting his name, which he Touchy does. Joe. You know, but but there and and remember, Lindsey Graham said in 1996, you don't even have to be, commit a crime to be removed from office. Right. Well, that is true. And there is Lindsey th- th- no, be out there like, let's twist again. Like no, he's, last I mean, he's breakdancing like the kid in the Michael Jackson Pepsi commercial. <laughs> like turbo, <laughs> but, like turbo yeah. from breaking. Yeah, so it's 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 crazy. I love the, a good breaking. Um, the, remember reference. the kid who like remember there was rumors that the kid split his head open or something like that, breakdancing. I, I don't know if those were true or not, but um but the, the thing here is this if this were just by itself, it would be a big problem for Trump. Mm-hmm. Right? Because right. you actually see people on the right sort of saying okay this is this is not good some some of the more reasonable ones of course moscow mitch won't say that and and lindsey graham won't say it but a lot of republicans wait, wait, are didn't will Ma- heard didn't mitch say that he would put him on trial at, at the uh house 
That's because Mitch some- McConnell knows that it will that that the the Senate's not going to vote him out, and he's going to use it as a Mitch McConnell is a smart tactician, mm-hmm. right? As Look well as a thousand-year-old turtle. Yeah, he is. But you know what? I, I give him credit. He is a, he is good at what he does, which is being a corrupt asshole. Oh yeah, right. So the grave digger of democracy. He is the undertaker, right? Uh, but the thing, the 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 real real issue here is that this is not a standalone issue. Mm-hmm. This is this is issue number sixty six or whatever number you pick, you know. Of th- that to me is just there are things that are like you know I hate I I really turned against Trump for good and forever when he supported Roy Moore. For me, that's enough. I would right. take you out of office. Now that it's not impeachable, but I don't want you to be president anymore. You mm-hmm. know the 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 Rob Porter being in his administration saying that. He's a great guy because he's sexual, you know, even though he assaulted someone. Corey Lewandowski, multiple cases of sexual misconduct, including mm-hmm. against Joy Villa, uh, a, a Republican. Uh, um, I, I don't know what you would call her, like an advocate, uh, a social media influencer. You know, there's the, the the Charlottesville thing, the the Trump or the the Russia thing where he undermined his own intelligence agencies and, and took Ugh. Putin's word over everything. I mean, this list just goes, not to mention Mueller, not to mention Comey, not to mention all of the other shit that he's done. This, I mean, we get something new every week and the news cycle is so fast that we can't even keep track of it anymore. Yep. It's, it's just insane. You know, I don't know, I don't know if you guys have heard this either because this came out just today, but uh, there's a new report. Now, this is from the New York Times. So, you know, I mean, depending on how you much are you fake news. Yeah, depending on depending on how much you believe this, but this came out from the New York Times. Uh, based on what I read, it sounds pretty credible to me, and I think uh, you know the inquiry will probably look into this as well. Uh, supposedly, uh, Trump also had a conversation with Scott Morrison, the, the uh, Prime Minister of Australia, and asked yep. him to help Attorney General Barr. Uh, with uh, the the inquiry into the Mueller investigation, basically asking him to help discredit uh, U.S. intelligence findings uh, when it comes to the whole uh, Mueller investigation and to to because a lot of the the FBI probe that started of this whole thing started in Australia, where basically uh, somebody who was Australian, I guess, met with. Uh, I can't remember which one it was now. I think it was... Um, well, the story here, I have it up. But Trump pressed Australian leader to help yeah. Barr investigate Mueller's inquiry origins. Mm-hmm. Um, President Trump pushed, and this is from today, President Trump pushed the Australian prime minister during a recent telephone call to help Attorney General William Barr gather information for a Justice Department inquiry that Mr. Trump hopes will discredit the Mueller investigation, according to two American officials with knowledge of the call. The White House curbed access to the transcript of the call, which the president made at Barr's request to a small group of aides. The restriction was unusual and similar to the handling of a July call with the Ukrainian president. Um, So he has to be doing this like we don't know what he's talking about with Kim Jong Un. Mm -hmm. You know, that's kind of scary. You don't know what he's talking about with Putin. Yeah, we don't know what he's talking about with Putin. We don't know what he's talking about with freaking Teresa May for crying out loud, even though she's gone now, but still. Right. And here's you know, the thing, especially this new guy. That's like his boy. Boris Johnson. Yeah. yeah. And now, and here's the thing too. So 
it depends. And this is the problem with with electing Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House, which is you know which they agreed to do again uh, after they they won the election. And let's not forget all the progressives voted for. Her. Yeah, exactly. And this is the problem with this. How wide ranging is she going to let this inquiry be? Are they going to focus specifically on the Ukraine thing and nothing else? If that's what they do, they might send articles of impeachment to the Senate, but it will do nothing. Not a damn thing. Yeah. There is a possibility if this Australia thing proves it, proves to be true and they get a transcript of this call. And then, like you said, maybe there's some stuff with Russia that they've said that they that they find in servers. Uh, you know, maybe would they subpoena this? They subpoena that and they get uh, this information. Maybe they find more stuff and maybe it becomes maybe it becomes so much that it's too much for the Republicans that they know if they continue to support him that their party will be destroyed, you know, for, for the foreseeable future, the next I 10, that 15, that, 20 years. I think that realization is starting to creep into their minds. And that's, and that's the problem. So if, if she allows the inquiry to be that large and even mm-hmm. incorporate some stuff with the, the Mueller investigation and other things that should be investigated um, more deeply, if she allows it to Pause. be a more wide-ranging inquiry, then maybe – they actually might be able to remove him, get the twenty votes that they need to remove him from office. It's possible. I, I don't. I don't. Th- I don't. Th- I just don't see it happening. I, I. I think these guys are too partisan, and they. You know, people like Susan Collins are are looking to. Even though I think Susan Collins might believe, I think that if you look at Republican senators, Susan Collins, pro- Susan Collins probably would be one that would be be moved. But just like she did on Kavanaugh. And remember, this is a woman who came out later and said she was raped. But why should we believe her? Because she said Christine Blasey Ford might have been confused. Um, but she's yeah, up I for know. re-election. Yep. You know, so it's like they, these people are worried about their own seat. And the, the only person I give credit to is, what was it, Heidi Heidkamp, who was the Democrat yep. from uh, Montana. Mm-hmm. You know, Montana, of course, gets two senators, but only one congressperson. Um, there's a problem. But, you know, she knew that she was going to lose because she was a Democrat who was in a heavily red state and but she did the right thing and voted and she's one of the few people who i can say put her 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 political career to the side and basically got crushed because of what's doing what's what is right and i can't expect 20 people in the gop to do that three four sure but you know 20 it's unrealistic but 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 here's what's gonna here's what's gonna make the difference is public opinion so if there is just and here's the thing, I, I'm but not. These people aren't swayed, dude. He could have come out on this call and said, "I want you to investigate Joe Biden, and if you, you want do, them, you want them javelins. Guess what? Yeah, you, we'll give That's you what the you javelins." Need to do. <laughs> if he would have said that, right. okay, Haas, well, you're a Trump supporter. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we just heard Trump on tape, Haas, say that he's going to give the Ukraine javelins for free if they indict joe biden you're a trump supporter what what do you say he didn't mean free free he just he that was that's just him that's just (laughs) him speaking his mind he didn't mean free free he was saying free in the way that you know free and easy real cheap (laughs) that's what he meant real cheap you got to understand hover trump you got to (laughs) understand he don't mean, you know, he be speaking on a level that's outside of your realm of expectations and 
and and and and comprehension. But I heard this you on gotta, CNN. <laughs> Redfish, bluefish, one fish, two fish, <laughs> knickknack, paddywhack, give the dog the bone. That's you know. You but here's understand. the here's what's gonna here's where it's gonna make a difference. Obviously, Democrats uh, by and large, and the polls. You know, the polls have been have been switching. I read today uh, the uh, Quin- Quinnipiac poll uh, uh, moved ten points. It you know it was. I don't, even, I don't even I don't even listen to them polls because guess what? Up until the day that mug got re- elected, arrested is later saying he was gonna lose. <laughs> he almost yeah, said but, arrested, but. <laughs> I, that's but, Freudian. You know, that's those, Freudian. Those polls weren't that far off. If you go, if you go back and look, though, the the problem is, is that he is won. The, the, he won by the margin of error in Michigan. Unfortunately, sorry guys, Wisconsin uh, and and Pennsylvania, and those three states gave him the election. The and she well, won. Then also, the people that stayed home and the yep. people that protest voted. Oh yeah, and the people that said nothing but went into the bo- the booth and with the safety of that anonymity. Mm-hmm. voted for that man well the, the the beauty though is is that we don't have the specter of hillary clinton this election she's the most unlikable person ever born oh yeah you know so that that i definitely didn't want to vote goes. for for me are, that are would you be guys- Hannon, who beat my ass when i was going to catholic school but that's okay did you realize that if cory booker becomes president that we might have rosario dawson as the first lady i would like that i didn't realize that they were dating yeah they were, like oh, living together cool. so oh the the night nurse as the first lady. <laughs> she's, she's an MCU character. Yep. This is beautiful. Hey, and you know what? The Republicans can't say shit about us seeing her titties, neither. No, right. Not after Milana. Because oh, they were what? really on display for Russell Crowe, too. And uh, yeah. what movie was that? I don't know. I, I remember seeing her, city, her titties in uh, Sin City and stuff. So No, she was riding uh, Russell Crowe hard in that one Whoa. movie. Whoa. I forgot what movie that what was. What movie Corey is this? Because I need to see it. Uh, it was... <laughs> I don't remember. I'll look it up and find it later. You know, but we never remember shit on on demand in this show. This is this is one hundred percent true. We're, we're staying on brand. Yeah, we're staying on, which is bad. And you know what? Also, over. Um, we're coming up on two hours. It's late. We're gonna hit the hay. We look. We're this is all new still. We're gonna talk about this shit a lot. Um, unfortunately, over the next four months there's another debate coming up to uh very shortly here so um mark i'm sure they'll talk about it <laughs> yeah we will mark where can people find you uh you can find me at massive late fee at retro underscore late fee on twitter uh at big heads media uh I, I do most of the tweeting on that account and everything um and i don't know just look up look massive late fee and retro late fee Put it in your little computer and go every place it tells you to go. <laughs> you do that little, and you the, can, put it you, on the interwebs. Put it in on the interwebs. Right. Like like Flav said, we're on all the webs. Um, you can find me at Dutch Jason on Twitter and Haas's Frozen Pharaoh. I believe it's P H R O Z E N P H A R O. Is that correct, Haas? That is correct. All righty. Uh, listeners, thanks for listening. We love you, but we got to freaking go. See you next week. And TJ, get back soon. Bye. Bye. But first things first. To the death. No. To the pain. I don't think I'm quite familiar with that phrase. I'll explain. And I'll use small words so that you'll be sure to understand, you warthog-faced buffoon. Thank you for listening to Voice from the Underground. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at VFU Podcast. See you next time.
from the underground.